0: This is the Friday, January 7th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll set you up in 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more with everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated fantasy, daily fantasy app. All right, Anita Marks, Mike Clay with you. We've had some time off. Well, it was the holidays. Hope everybody had a great Christmas and Happy New Year from both Mike and I. Where do we sit right now? Two twelve right out of three seventy-one, so we're sitting at fifty-seven percent on the season. Mike, not bad.
1: No, oh, well, uh, we'll take that as long as we're profiting, we're we're working here, right? So uh, it's been uh, it's pretty pretty solid this year.
0: So let's let's continue and try to end the season strong, will be with you throughout the playoffs and of course leading into the Super Bowl as well. We must preface by saying because of COVID-19, because it is week 18, you know, there are teams out, that, out there that are playing for a lot. There are teams out there that are playing for very little and there's teams out there playing for nothing. Therefore, and there's not a lot of transparency. So a lot of these prop bets that we're going to be discussing Many of them, uh, the odds and the, the lines have not been posted yet, but we're going to share with you, at least I am, what I'm looking for. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and so first and foremost, Mike, let's let's start with the Saturday games and Kansas City uh, going up against Denver. As we know, no Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's out. So Darrell Williams over 14 and a half rushing attempts. Whenever uh, CEH is out, Williams gets the bulk of the work in that backfield. So that's uh, one of the prop bets that I like. Another one is Chris Jones logging a sack. Now, there are a lot of incentives this week for a number of players. One is for Chris Jones. He's one sack away of making a $1.25 million bonus. So I do believe that he does get that sack. The Denver Broncos are going to be with their second or third string quarterback, and also they're going to be missing – a few offensive linemen. So uh so that that the the over 14 and a half rushing attempts is out. The Chris Jones sack is not. I I don't believe that it'll it will show up until Sunday, but definitely keep an eye out for that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of incentives on the line this week. And I'm gonna talk about one of them later when we get to the Rams to see if we should uh, fade it or go for it. So uh it's it's an interesting, it's always an interesting dynamic in the last week of the year.
0: Uh, Cowboys going up against the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, 12 players came down with COVID this week. Not sure how many of them have two negative tests prior to Saturday, as well as the fact that the Eagles really not a lot to play for. The sixth or seventh seed really is a coin toss. Um, I do believe that they're going to be resting some players. Uh, a few prop bets I'm going to keep an eye out for, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. I want to go under rushing yards. Um, also, I want to go Gainwell in the backfield for the Eagles. You've got Miles Sanders. We know he's out because of the hand injury. Uh, Boston Scott is one of the players that was listed on the COVID list. So I think Gainwell very well could get be the, the lead back, back there. So I'm looking at, at, uh, at rushing attempts as well for him, hoping that that posts with a reasonable number. And, uh, and I'm curious if Gardner Minshew is going to get the start. I think a lot of people underestimate Gardner Minshew, Mike. And if he does get the start, I think those numbers will be low. And if they are, like, I'm, I'd play over one and a half touchdown passes. I'd play over uh, 195 passing yards. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan and I think he's underestimated. What do you think?
1: Yeah. We'll have to keep an eye though, because if he is out um, or I mean, if Jalen Hurts doesn't play, it probably means Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard doesn't play guys like that. So it could be a, you know, quick game, whole volume game on Saturday. And again, we may not know if Hurts is going to play until 90 minutes before the game. So we may not get a prop on the books there. So that's going to be one to keep an eye on.
0: Cincinnati and Cleveland. Um, I'm going Nick Chubb under. Of course, you've got Hunt back in action in that backfield. So, uh, more of a 50 50 split. Um, also, the Green Bay Packers, again, we're talking about incentives. Preston Smith, again, very similar to, uh, to Jones with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Preston Smith, if he records a sack, it's another $750,000 bonus. If he records three sacks, Mike, it's a $1.25 million bonus on top of the $750. So I think Preston Smith is going to pin his ears back, and I think he's going to get after the Detroit Lions this week. Uh, Washington in the Giants. Uh, if uh, we know Antonio Gibson is dealing with a hip issue, if it's another dose of Patterson, again, I'm going to be looking at those, uh, those uh, rushing attempts, and I'll go over also, Jake Fromm expected to get the start for the Giants. Therefore, Galladay, I will go under in receiving yards for him. That's what I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. Any of those interest you as well?
1: It looks like uh, Antonio Gibson will be a full go, so I'm, I'm going to stay away from Patterson with Young Galladay. Though we're not going to have Kadarius Tony, but uh, you just can't trust him right now. Uh, then again, that line, if it comes out, might be 19 and a half or something. <laughs> you know, maybe 15 and a half. It's been, it's been a mess. Uh, for not only Galladay but pretty much all of the free agent wide receivers from last year, think about Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel. Uh, none of the, neither of them are going to even play this week, and have barely played this season. It just was not a not a good crop, and Galladay certainly on that list.
0: Let's take a look at the Colts and the Jags. Um, I'm all about Carson Wentz this week, as well as uh, Michael Pittman. I'm going to be using them in DFS. I'm going to be stacking them as well. Probably one of my favorite quarterback plays this week. So I'm going Wentz over one and a half. Here, the, these are some of the <laughs> prop bets that are out there. Thank God. Uh, Carson Wentz over one and a half touchdown passes, over 213 and a half passing yards. Pittman over 55 and a half receiving yards as well. Uh, in regard to the Jags, Laquan Treadwell, love the chemistry that has been established between him and Trevor Lawrence. He's getting the bulk of the targets, so I'm going over 50 and a half receiving yards for him. I know you have a play in this matchup as well.
1: Yeah, I do. I was surprised to see uh, Trevor Lawrence touchdown props on the books this week. Uh, You can get Him uh, under one passing touchdown is plus 185. Again, uh, nice plus money uh, money on that. And then under one and a half passing touchdowns is minus 230. So the Vig there, not very good. But I think both of these are enticing. And it's going to depend which book you're at, but I like them both. Um, Look, he hasn't thrown more than one touchdown in a game since week one. Remember that game against Houston in garbage time? Uh, He threw three. Since then, he has zero or one in every single game. He has a total of seven during his last fifteen games, which is almost unheard of. So, uh, again, you can get under one and a half at pretty ugly juice. But again, you put a hundred bucks on that, you can net forty. I mean, it's it's hard to pass on here against Indianapolis. Um, you know, and he he also has thrown exactly zero passing touchdowns in half of his games, and you can get that at plus one eighty five. So, you know, as you sort of mentioned there, the Colts do have incentive this week. They're playing. Um, you know they, they'll, they'll clinch a playoff spot with a win in this game. They're going to try to put up points and win this. They're going to play strong defense. The starters will be out there and trying to shut down Jacksonville. So um, they have allowed a lot of passing touchdowns this year, which is probably why we're getting better, you know, or getting juice here that's, you know, it kind of enticing. But at the same time, they've held five of their last seven opponents below two passing touchdowns. Right. So a lot of that was early in the season where they struggled. They haven't given up as much as of late. Um, One of the one of the two that they didn't allow a passing touchdown to over the past few weeks was Lawrence. He had zero against him in week 10. So we've already seen them shut him down. Uh, I like these a lot. You know, it, again, it depends on which book you're at, but either one is enticing to me.
0: Pittsburgh and the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Najee Harris, uh, love the workload that he's getting. And I, I think we'll see more of the same against the Ravens. Um, I've got over 71 and a half rushing yards. I'm looking for the over in uh, rushing attempts as well. More than likely, I will take that if the number is enticing. And with Deontay Johnson out right now because of COVID, I'm going to keep an eye on that. If Deontay Johnson is out, I'd play the over in rushing and receiving yards for Harris. Uh, Baltimore Ravens defense, uh, their weakness is those short intermittent passes. And so that's something that I think uh, Harris and Ben Roethlisberger could take advantage of with him coming out of the backfield. Again, if Johnson is out, those are my plays in this one. I know you have a one, you, you have a, a, a Pittsburgh Steeler play here as well, right?
1: Yeah. And no, it aligns with what you're talking about, right? Deontay Johnson, uh, probably not going to play in this one based on when he was placed on the COVID list. So I'm liking chase Claypool over 57 and a half receiving yards. Look, he's gotten a 58, 43% of the time this year. And that was with Deontay Johnson soaking up 10 and a half targets per game. Uh, you know, he, you look back at week three, Deontay Johnson also missed that game. Claypool was targeted 14 times in that game. That was a career high and 96 yards in that one. Um, I know that his production has been kind of weak lately, 17 yards on nine targets last week with that super conservative game by big Ben, but his average depth of target was nine yards and his average route depth in that game was 10.1. So it's not like it was just short area. He was downfield. Uh, you know, 9, 10 yards downfield being targeted. So if he does continue to see or gets the double-digit targets in this game again, which he should, he should be able to get to this mark. Keep in mind, too, great matchup. Baltimore overloaded with injuries in the secondary. They've allowed the second-most yards and the worst yards per catch and yards per target to wide receivers this season. 22, 22 wide receivers have reached 58 yards against the Ravens this season. That includes five during their last two games. So I'm liking Claypool here as Pittsburgh's number one receiver.
0: Uh, for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Josh Allen and uh, Stephon Diggs uh, going up against the Jets. I've got Josh Allen over one and a half touchdown passes. Also incentive here for Stephon Diggs over receptions. Now that number has not been released yet, but I can tell you that if he, if he gets six receptions in this game, His 2022 and 2023 base salary increases by $1.5 million. So I do believe that he's going to be heavily targeted, and I do believe that he will reach um, that six. So if it comes in at five and a half, I'm definitely going over there. Also, Zach Wilson under an interception. Zach Wilson has been playing quite good as of late, and he has not tossed an interception in his last two games. And you can get that at plus 150. So uh, Zach Wilson under an interception at plus 150. For the Rams, uh, this is one way to keep Odell Beckham Jr. happy, and that is target him not only in the red zone, but in the end zone. And sure enough, that's what Sean McVay has done. He has six touchdowns in his last seven games with the Rams. And so I think that that streak continues, and I think Sean McVay continues to target him in the end zone, not just the red zone. So anytime touchdown for Odell Beckham Jr., what do you have in this Rams 49ers matchup?
1: Yeah, first of all, I'm hoping for a Beckham touchdown as well because uh if he that's the only uh prop from my preseason article that's still up for grabs, right? So if he hits, if he scores a touchdown, I get 13 and five in that column. So <laughs> I'm with you on that one. I hope that one uh that one plays out. Um the one I'm going with is is another Rams wide receiver here. And again, this is the incentives you're talking about. Um, Cup needs 136 to break Calvin Johnson's single season receiving yardage mark. Uh, His receiving line opened at 125 and a half. Uh, That's below the line he needs, but um, the line is sunk. It's down to 116 and a half. And keep this in mind, you know, I've been tracking uh, props all season long and the heart, the highest receiving yardage prop that I've charted through week 17 is 113 and a half. So even with cups line coming down, it's still three yards above that line. It's not a line he gets too often. um, And so it makes this one really tricky. Look, it's been, Cup has had a line above 96 yards four times this season, and he's hit it only once. So, as good as he has been, it's still really hard uh, to get to this mark. If you bet the over, you're betting on him essentially breaking this record. You think he's going to get close or break the single season receiving yardage record. It is a good matchup. The 49ers are dealing with a lot of COVID issues in their secondary right now. And they were already struggling. So uh, that's interesting. But keep in mind, also, the 49ers have only allowed 117 yards to four different players this year, right? One of them, was Cup, he got to 122. But, again, that's right in the vicinity. So, look, you know me, Anita. If it's an extreme an extreme low or an extreme high, I'm probably going to go against it, right? It's just history tells us it's not. It's unlikely that players can, can hit those marks and, and they'll regress to the mean. So I'm taking the under. 116 and a half receiving yards here. Keep in mind too, this is a meaningful game for both teams, right? This isn't like the Rams will come out and have some fun and just force feed the ball. And and who cares if they win or lose, they'll get these guys their records, they have to win this game for seeding purposes. Mm -hmm. Also on the other side, the 49ers need to win to make the playoffs. This is a big game for them. So uh, this isn't going to be like one of the preseason environments, just flinging it around a lot of motivation on both sides. So again, I'll lean under.
0: And you have a, a 49ers play as well, right?
1: Uh, yes, uh, Debo, Debo, I'm going over 52 and a half receiving yards for Debo. Samuel. We can get this at even money, which is a surprise because he's gone over this mark in 73% of his games this season. And remember that includes weeks 11 to 14 when he wasn't really playing wide receiver, right? During that span, he had 22 carries and only seven targets. If we exclude that game, cause he's kind of, it's changed now. Now he's back to playing receiver more often focused on that. Um, if we exclude those three games from midseason, he said 53 yards in 11 of 12 games. And the only exception was 52 yards back in week three. He just missed it. So I can't believe we can get this at even money. Jimmy Garoppolo will be back and adds volume to the passing game. He got it last week. He got this yardage show last week with Trey Lance in there. And it's the Rams who, yes, they're good defensively, but they faced the fifth most wide receiver targets this season. And a lot of the eighth most yards teams – throw it against them a lot. So, uh, again, same stat as with, um, that I used earlier, 22 wideouts have reached 53 yards against them this season. That is a big number. Uh, I'm surprised the Debo number is this low. It's already going up and open at 47 and a half. So get in while you can.
0: Uh, Miami and the Patriots love Jacoby Myers. Uh, I'm going to play the overs in receptions as well as yards, uh, against man coverage and teams that blitz, uh, Mac Jones looks his way often. So uh, I'm going over with Myers. Also, Gasecki, tied in for the Miami Dolphins going up against New England. New England's defense number one against opposing tight ends. So I'm going to go under in those prop bets, whether it's receptions or yards. Uh, Bucks and uh, the, the one play here. Again, I'm going back to an incentive. You've got Gronk. There's no AB, as we know. Uh, Godwin, as we know, is out. Uh, Gronk, I think, is going to be heavily targeted. Uh, He needs to have seven receptions and I want to say over 135 receiving yards. And if that happens, he gets uh, an extra million dollars in incentives. Not sure if he'll reach it or not, but I do believe he's going to be heavily targeted. So I'm going to play a lot of overs with Gronk, over receptions, over yards, and anytime touchdown um, for, uh, for the Bucs. And last but not least for me, The Chargers and the Raiders, the the Sunday night game. I'm going Josh Jacobs over rushing attempts as well. Um, He's become the focal point in that backfield. Uh, He's averaging 20 touches a game. And so uh, one thing that we know about the Chargers, even though their rush defense has been better as of late, it's still not great. And in order to beat the Chargers, you need to run the football. And I think Josh Jacobs will be a heavy focus for the Raiders. What do you have in this matchup?
1: Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I am I guess I think the uh, books are a little high on the Chargers passing game this week. So I'm going under on a couple of receivers here. Keenan Allen, under six and a half catches. We can get this at uh, plus 105. Look, he's gotten to seven only 47% of the time this season. And a lot of that happened before December. He's fallen short of seven catches in four straight games. And he actually has exactly four catches in his last two games. You're going up against the Raiders. You might think that's a good matchup, but they've allowed the eighth fewest catches to wide receivers this season, and only six have even gotten to uh, got to seven catches against them this season. So I'll take the under a plus money there. And the other one, uh, kind of a low key one here. Jalen got you in under 19 and a half receiving yards. He's been short of 20 in two thirds of his games this season. He's not targeted very often. He plays about half the snaps. And uh, he's trending down, right? He's trending down. He has two targets in each of his last two games. The reason they're using Josh Palmer more, they're working him more into this offense. He's a really impressive rookie. They like him and he's getting more work. Uh, Guy Ian also targeted often in the short area. I know he's kind of known as, you know, occasionally he has those big, like long 70 yard touchdowns, but his average depth of target is actually well below average at 8.9. So, uh, you know, I, again, being in the short area, barely getting targeted, Yes, he, he could hit one big play and, and it a and you here, but the odds are he will fall short of 20 yards. So I like the under.
0: And last but not least, you've got to play in the uh, the Texans game as well, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Rexy, Rex Burkhead, right? He's been uh, kind of hot in fantasy, or at least he was two weeks ago. They had that one big game, but uh, 41 and a half rushing yards is the line. I'm going to take the under here. He has been short of this line in 87% of his games this season that includes 13 straight games to open the season. Now for about half the season, he was barely playing fine. We have to include that. But even, even once he took over as the lead back, he was averaging 13 carries a game and was held below 42 yards in five straight games, all of them until two weeks ago, when he had that big game against the chargers who, as you mentioned before, bad against the run. And they were also missing a ton of players uh, due to the COVID list that week as well. So, uh, you know, Burkhead has gotten over the sign the last two weeks, barely did last week, but David Johnson was out. He'll be back, uh, and he's going up against the Titans this week. This is a much tougher matchup. They've allowed the second-fewest rushing yards and the 50-lowest yards per carry to running backs this season. Burkhead did fall short of this mark on 18 carries against them back in Week 11. So unless the unless the Texans upset them again, and they're just running out the clock, and, keep, and Burkhead gets the 17, 18, 19, 20 carries again, I think it's a long shot he will get to this mark. It's just the efficiency behind that line has been brutal this year. So I think you uh, you fade what we've seen from him the last two weeks and take the under.
0: Again, uh, you know, we apologize, but it is what it is. And we're in a, a situation where there's, there's COVID is running rampant and, uh, and it is week 18. So a lot of these lines aren't posted yet. But at least hopefully in listening to this podcast, we've given you an idea of which side we're on and where we're where where we're leaning. And uh, you just got to keep an eye on on, you know, what what gets posted and when uh, hopefully more sooner than later. But that's it for today. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review and follow. If you're enjoying the show, it helps us out tremendously. And so, everybody, again, from Mike Clay, Anita Marks, wishing you a very happy new year and a very prosperous 2022. That's for sure. We'll talk to you guys next week.